On the line, I have got Barry Bredenkamp. He is the General Manager for Energy Efficiency and Corporate Communications at SANEDI, the South African National Energy Development Institute. Barry, good morning and welcome to Radio Holderberg. Good morning to you and to all your listeners, and thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, when I read the topic, it said, you can help ease load shedding by simply saving electricity. My visceral reaction was no, not me. ESCOM, ESCOM created this and whoever else, not my problem, but it is an actual fact. And, uh, you know, and I know, and as you and I said, if I had, if we had to bring this up at a bribe, for example, um, I don't think people would be very impressed um, if somebody was to say that. What is your reaction to that? Yes, there's many facets to the argument, but the fact of the matter is we are sitting in the situation where Eskim just cannot meet the demand for energy at any given time. And we can spend days talking about who's to blame and why and and, and stop uh, throwing stones and, and complaining about it. Uh, but we, we are sitting in the situation. I think uh, the people in Cape Town, for example, uh, are very familiar when, when the water got up. But the water got up, that was a natural event. Now we're sitting with something that, a problem that was virtually man-made. But, but we have to all club together and we have to do something to, to reduce this impact on the economy. Because every time we do load shedding, we're talking about billions of rands of mm. loss to the economy. So, so if we all do our, our bit, you know, even if we all save one or two units of energy collectively over the 60 million population, we're going to make a huge impact, and Eskom will be able to keep the lights on and 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 keep this economy ticking over. I think that is. I think that um, it's so easy to sit back and say, you know, woe is us, and we can sit and, and I think that we do a fair bit of moaning and groaning. Definitely, I'm I'm one of those people, but at some point, I suppose we have to go. Okay, now what do we do? Because if this is here to stay, as what has been predicted, then somehow we've got to solve this because we can't slap up um, a, a sort of an energy generating unit overnight. These things take time to plan. Uh, there's also how to limit carbon emissions, how to be more energy efficient and all these sorts of things. So it's the individuals that can make the difference. Now, just to share in uh, in uh, um, in my household, I noticed that uh, with, you know, with, with COVID-19 pandemic and suddenly everybody back at home, every five minutes, the kettle was was going on it was absolutely ridiculous so uh, you know one child would sort of like emerge and say I need a cup of coffee the kettle would go on mom and dad would go we want some tea kettle would go on and um, we've now invested in a very simple thermos flask just to save not having the kettle going on unnecessarily is this one of the ways that we could save electricity and at the end of the day we'll save money as well because we're not letting the kettle go all day long Yes, that's, that's, that's a very good example. And, and what I always tell people, it's about going back to basic solutions. Mm. And uh, we talk about elaborate solutions like you know, big investments in solar water heaters and other technology, which, are, which is a good thing. But we need to start with the basics. We need to do things like, like the kettle, thinking about the kettle, just switching <laughs> the lights off when you're not in a room. Uh, very simple things which, at the end of the day, do make a difference in terms of the total national situation. But what you quite correctly said is, and especially to those naysayers who say, you know, this is the essence problem, the price of electricity is escalating at 
double-digit rates every year. And for every kilowatt hour you save, you are actually putting money in your back pocket. So, but but we've got to think. We've got to think simply. There's, there's, there's the, the example you're giving with the kettle. There's examples of insulation. You know, most of our doors and windows. Mm. We talk about in internationally. They talk about there's leaky windows and leaky doors. Uh, you'll see a gap between when you close the window. You'll see you know a gap there where uh, you know the air is escaping. Uh, the doors never really fit 100% flush. Uh, so in winter you'll have cold air coming in. In summer you'll you'll have a lot of hot air escaping. Um, and, and those things should just be closed and sealed with a piece of rubber or a piece of newspaper or anything like that. So yes, there are um, solutions that do cost money, but then there are what we call no-cost or low-cost solutions where you can just basically absolutely are, are off. Absolutely. I'm speaking to Barry Breedenkamp, General Manager for Energy Efficiency and Corporate Communications at Saneri, the South African National Energy Development Institute. Now, Barry, who exactly is Saneri? Okay, Saneri is the South African National Energy Development Institute. We are an agency of the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. We work very closely with other ministries like science and innovation and trade and industry and competition and, and various others. But we're an agency that specifically is mandated to look at two things. The one is to do energy research in finding solutions, whether it be technological or other solutions to, to the situation that we're finding ourselves in. And the second mandate is energy efficiency, to try and promote and encourage people to save electricity and other forms of energy, whether it's liquid fuels in cars or anything mm-hmm. else. The only thing we don't do is we don't deal with nuclear, but there's other agencies that deal with that. So that's pretty much our, our key mandate in terms of what our, our marching orders are from government. I see. And uh, it's all about um, finding those solutions. I read recently that uh, in every crisis there is an opportunity, but every opportunity also um, presents a crisis. So I think that uh, sounds like what you guys do, basically, is that you find the opportunities <laughs> to solve that. Because I, I think that most of us would love to have our homes and indeed maybe our businesses off the grid. But for some of us, those costs are absolutely not possible right now now, but uh, there are ways to save that electricity and uh, just to assist the grid with that. Uh, have, is, has there been a shift in terms of, talking about COVID, um, has there been a shift in the way electricity is consumed with the majority of us remaining at home for extended periods and some people indeed having actually not returning to uh, their places of work because remote working has become um, uh, such a viable option for many companies? Has there been a shift in how we use our electricity. Yes, we definitely see a shift not only in South Africa but globally uh, is is starting to become the norm. It was spoken about for many years, but COVID just accelerated that that particular transition to working from home. So a lot of the load that you would experience during the day uh, in the offices, and that's typically your air conditioning and so on, uh, is in, in a lot of cases now being reduced, not necessarily disappearing, because there are the offices still need to remain healthy and they need to have circulation and so on. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing a lot more people working from home. Uh, 
spending lots of time on computers, online uh, meetings, uh, operating uh, digital technologies, uh, and all of these collectively are increasing the so-called plug loads because we're plugging more devices. We need to charge our, our laptops and so on. Um, the communication with the base stations that we communicate to and from through our online meetings is pushing up the consumption there. So we are seeing a shift, in, but we still do have an evening peak and a morning peak the peak in terms of the demand for electricity uh, in South Africa. So that, that hasn't changed uh, significantly, but um, there are more people working from home. Mm. So that is pushing up the residential load and reducing the commercial load uh, and industrial load uh, slightly. What is government doing to um, make it possible for the private sector to uh, play a role in power generation to ease the, the pressure on the grid? So there's... there's um, noise in the media around uh, the various opportunities that are available. The, the biggest one and the, the key highlight is that people can now uh, install, whether it's a factory or a big uh, commercial enterprise, can now install uh, solar PV on their rooftop and they can go right all the way up to 100 megawatts, which is a significant amount. You, mm-hmm. you, would, you would be able to do a couple of buildings with 100 megawatts without having to uh, formally apply for a license. So t- typically, previously, you would have to apply for a license for that, uh, anything above 10 megawatts, and they've now increased that threshold to 100 megawatts. Um, there's a lot of work being done where if someone, let's say, in the Eastern Cape puts up a solar PV farm and generates uh, 100 megawatts of electricity, that they can wheel that electricity through the grid, through the network, to someone who might be sitting in Cape Town and wants to buy green energy, uh, particularly maybe at, at a small premium because they believe in the cause. These are fantastic developments, and it's definitely putting us on the right path uh, to sustainability. The only problem, and you mentioned it earlier, is any supply-side option, whether you're building a PV plant or installing a PV uh, system on your roof or solar water heater, anything where you need to add additional capacity mm-hmm. has got a time constraint. It will take some time. You need to get quotes, and you need to have the insulation done and the uh, and so on, and, and, and that takes time. But mm-hmm. no matter how small or how big the new capacity is, when we talk about energy efficiency, that can happen instantaneously. Mm-hmm. That can, it's a question of you getting up and switching off something that is in a non-essential load in your house. So it can it can be instantaneous. And right now, with the the supply situation in South Africa, the situation with Eskom, um, we need instantaneous solutions. Mm. And, you know, not just because I'm a firm believer in energy efficiency and because it's the major part of my life, um, but energy efficiency is instantaneous and it's the one thing that we can all do straight away. And we've seen good examples of that. A lot of this has happened when load shedding started in, mm. in the Cape in 2008 and Kuba. Oops. Barry, is still there? Hello? And oh, there you are. Yes. Uh, so, so it can be done. Mm. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely uh, possible. But, but we need to take that bold step. We need to be aware of it, and we need to all play. And you know, even if we think it's minuscule, all those minuscule savings combined collectively uh, do make a contribution. So, so I, I would advocate for this. Look in the medium term to the supply side options, like installing PV on your roof. Uh, when you can afford it, and there's lots of financing options available to to assist you with that. But in the short term, 
or in the media term, look at energy efficiency, and they're already, you know, if we're talking to companies, there are tax incentives available, not not at a residential level, but at a commercial and industrial level. There's tax incentives where you get rebates for every unit of energy you save. Um, there's carbon taxes that apply to businesses now. If you reduce your energy, you're reducing your carbon uh, mm-hmm. footprint, which then reduces your carbon tax. So all of this is, is not only about being the right thing and saving the planet, it's all has an economic benefit to the individual as well as to the country as a well. whole. That's very encouraging. If anybody wants to know any further, uh, more tips, things like that, how can they find uh, Saneri for more information, Barry? The best would be to go to our website, which is www.sanedi.org.za. Uh, as well as hints and tips, as well as what we can offer in, in, in the way of providing assistance to access the tax incentives, uh, looking at technologies like, for example, in the very hot summer, mm. uh, cool roof applications, and various other technology interventions. But it also will give you hints and tips on, on rather saving kilowatt hours because the kilowatt hour that is not used will always be the best kilowatt hour as opposed <laughs> to adding new kilowatt hours yeah. onto the system. Absolutely. Barry, it's been very informative to chat to you. I've certainly learned a thing or two as well this morning. And uh, I must just tell you that when I was growing up, if a, a light was left on in our house, my father used to come down the passageway and say, do you have shares in the municipality? Because, <laughs> and uh, I have, I must tell you, even at, at the age that I am now with two grown children, those words still ring in my head if I see a light left on. So uh, I think that, uh, um, and so I'm the one who's always going around switching lights off because I have my dad's, dad's voice ringing in my head. Thank you so much for that this Thank morning. Um, it has given, I think, uh, quite a lot of us quite a lot of food for thought and uh, make us think twice about using the electricity, leaving lights on things like that it's all those little things that can make a difference thank you so much for your time this morning thank you very much for the opportunity it's a pleasure thank you bye-bye bye